0: Today's episode is sponsored by Mesh Cowork, and I happen to be one of the founders of Mesh Cowork. And we provide remote and independent workers with a uniquely curated work environment. We assemble like-minded entrepreneurs, hustlers, dreamers, and visionaries into one thriving community. If you want to know a little bit more, visit us at www.meshcowork.com. Welcome to episode number five of The Conqueror's Podcast. In this episode, we interview Amanda Schaefer. Amanda Schaefer is the co-founder of Current Creatives, and she also has her own line of clothing. We talk with Amanda, and we discover why she had to leave Bakersfield in order to come back, and we talk about her journey as an entrepreneur in Bakersfield, California. And what was it that made her finally realize that she had a work to do in Bakersfield? This is a very engaging conversation, and I know you will enjoy it as much as I did. Now let's listen to our episode of the Conquerors Podcast with Amanda Schaefer. All right, so we have with us uh, Amanda Schaefer. Right? I say that correctly. Yes, Amanda Schaefer. And this is the, the fifth episode of the Conquerors podcast, and so um, I'm excited to to have her with us to share a little bit about her story. So, so Amanda, um, where are you from? Are you originally from Bakersfield, California?
1: Yes, so uh-huh. I am. I'm originally from Bakersfield, California. Um, grew up a little on the east side, a little in the south, mainly on the southwest. Um, I went to BHS for high school. Went to BC for um, for two years for college. Um, And then left.
0: (laughs) Left? Why why would you want to leave a wonderful (laughs) place like this?
1: Um, So I left San Francisco uh, for school Mm -hmm. um, and ended up majoring in apparel design and absolutely loved the city, um, absolutely loved all the people that I met, the experiences, the things that I, you know, learned there. Mm -hmm. Just completely different from
0: Bakersfield. And it kind
1: of, like, it definitely opened up my... Because I don't think I was ever felt like I was a closed-minded person, but it just helped me realize how much I wasn't. I guess because I was so comfortable with everything. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so coming from um, you know a, a place like um, you know small conservative town like Bakersfield, what was it? What was it like uh, moving to uh, San Francisco, and what made you eventually want to come back to Bakersfield? Yeah.
1: So. To be honest, like, my family, at least, like, my parents, aren't very political. So, growing up, I didn't even really realize, I guess, the definition behind, like, conservative. Conservative, Well, in in reference to Bakersfield. Right. You know what I mean? Like, by definition, yeah, I knew what it was. But, like, I, you know, there was no real impact of it I guess to where I was like but it wasn't until yes until I left and I was like oh my gosh like this is a whole other world (laughs) and I mean we would we would take trips to LA often so it wasn't like um you know I hadn't seen anything completely out of the ordinary but it was or experienced anything completely out of the ordinary but um yeah, it was just, it definitely opened up my mind to a lot and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, definitely like, why don't we have anything like this? <laughs> 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 in Like, why am I just now experiencing it? You know? And, um, what kind of brought me back was I went to school out there. As I said, um, I worked, um, I, was uh, what's it called I was an after school teacher for, um, at the Jewish Community Center loved my job there I was also a nanny mm-hmm. I did a whole bunch of things um, and so when I graduated I worked over the summer in San Francisco and then I had all, like when I graduated mm-hmm. I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do right, right. Um, it was it was a ton of okay I majored in apparel design but I really don't see myself in the fashion industry <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what that means yeah. and so I was like I had always I really loved traveling. Um, I had only been out of the country a couple times before that. And one was for like a mission trip. And then another was to Australia. And Mm -hmm. that was like my first like vacation. And that was like where I got my bug. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I I don't know what I want to do next, but I definitely want to do something. So I planned to go to Europe for three months uh, after I graduated and worked for a little bit. Um, And so I did that. I went and traveled Europe for three months. And then when I was done, I, it was December. And so I decided to come back to Bakersfield and I still had my place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was subleasing it. And the girl that was subleasing it knew that I, when I came back, that I was either going to move back in or she could possibly mm-hmm. just take it over. I would, whatever I decided. And so um, when I moved back, I was just here for the holidays. And then my plan was to either move back to San Francisco or move to LA, or just move to another city. Um, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't even know where to apply to jobs because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, um, I was kind of back and forth between San Francisco and here and it was, just kind of, um, I kind of decided that I was like, you know what? It's been a really long time. I'm the oldest of five. And so, yeah. So I, and I'm my, my sibling that's beneath me is eight years. Like we're eight years apart. So Mm -hmm. they're all my babies. Like, (laughs) And so I had missed five years of their life. And so that was another reason I was like, you know what? Like I haven't been with my family for longer than a weekend in over 5 years. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to stay a little bit longer. Um even if I move, like even if I was to move, I would just be having a job to make a pay like or I get right. a paycheck to make um pay for rent. Yeah, pay and for rent that. and stuff. It wasn't like a career cuz I how I keep saying like I still don't <laughs> know what the heck I wanted to do, and so, um, so yeah, so that's why I decided to stay, and then staying turned into substitute teaching, um, and that was because um, I had worked with kids before, um, so I knew I was comfortable with that. I had the requirements for becoming a substitute teacher, and it's really flexible. Um, they need substitutes every mm-hmm. single day. Like I, it just made the most sense it's for most exactly. So that's kind of where I started that, um, and then kind of things just started happening well before we go so <laughs> oh, yeah, before sorry, we go, go de- no that's very good so
0: before we go deeper into kind of what were th- what things evolved to when you mm-hmm. came back to Bakersfield and so let's uh talk about a few things so you you said you went to college and you studied apparel design mm-hmm. and so what was it that made you want to study apparel design or what what uh gravitated you towards that yeah that industry definitely
1: um so in high school i was always very much an individual in that i always loved to have like i was a sneakerhead like i loved okay. having, like i literally just I had a job that. to pay for sneakers <laughs> and that was literally it and um i loved just always buying things that other people didn't have Mm -hmm. um and so with that i wanted to make my own I think it was like one of my dance my dances and like one of my dance dresses and so i asked my grandma if she would because she was a or she is a quilter Mm -hmm. and so i asked her if she would teach me how to make my prom dress or i think it was my formal dress oh my gosh it was the most hideous thing (laughs) oh my gosh it was so hideous it was i think i you don't know, no, I took it home recently. I had brought it. Um, did I, you make it or did she make yeah, it? Yeah, no, I made you it. Made she, it. Just okay. taught, she taught me how to sew and um, and how to, yeah, like read a pattern. And um, so that was kind of what started it. Um, and then I learned not even, not until my junior year that we have oh, at BHS has a fashion program. And oh, so, oh. yeah. So a lot of the kids start like freshman year. But my freshman year, I started at West. So I didn't get the, like, freshman orientation like everyone else does. So I didn't even know that all of these, like, extracurriculars ha- like, uh-huh. were an option. So that's why I didn't learn about it until my junior year. So I got into the class my, the second half of my junior year, um, and I really enjoyed it. I, you know, made some really cool things, crazy cool things um, while I was there. And so even after, like, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to figure out the college thing. For a while, I was only focused on going to FITM because that was really the only school that, um, that uh, the program, like the, the fashion program, like they had a speaker come in and talk. Now
0: FITM, so tell us about that. Is that a so it's a fashion institute, fashion
1: institute of merchandise and design, um, and so there, it's a pretty big school in. In the design world, okay, Um, and the West Coast. So, um, yeah, so there's one. I think there's three altogether. There's one in Southern California. um, LA is the main campus, and then San Francisco. Um, Yeah, so I think there's one in San. I think San Diego is the other one. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of what I wanted to do. That was what Mm -hmm. I, but also because I wasn't introduced to any other schools. I didn't, my mom, like, or my parents didn't go to college. So I was kind of just like a lone wolf on what the school was teaching me, you know? And so, um, that was just what was brought up. And so I went and. Yeah, so I went and visited the school, um, I think, my junior year. I can't remember, but I hated it. <laughs> it was just, like, one gigantic building. It was, it was a tech school. You know, it is a tech school. And that's not what I wanted. Like, I wanted the college, like, quote-unquote college, college experience. Like, I wanted to go to football games. Actually, didn't end up doing it. I still went to football games, but not, like, SF State didn't have – that's where I went. Um, didn't have uh, football. So, anyways, I um, – I, so I was like, no, I don't like this. Like I had a really bad vibe with it. I just wasn't interested in it. So with that happening, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to go to BC. So that's why I went to Bakersfield College. Um, And at the time I wasn't planning on continuing with fashion design or, um, or anything. It was just kind of, well, I'm going to figure it out. And so then nothing really stuck. And so then I started looking into other um, schools, found out that there was other CSUs and UCs that did have um, fashion design or, you know, anything pertaining to textiles. Um, And even after, like, even after I finally figured out what I wanted to, like, where I wanted to go, Mm -hmm. I then found out about so many other options. And so, um, yeah, so I ended up going to San Francisco. That's kind of what... Brought that there, and the like. It was funny because I, um, it was between there and Long Beach Mm -hmm. um, State, and I chose San Francisco on two reasons. One, on the fact that it was far enough away from home to where I wouldn't come home all the time. Because if I would have gone to Long Beach, I probably would have been home all the time. Um, so yeah, so that was one reason, and then the other reason was I thought that it was a really great program. It's not. (laughs) No, not like bagging, but like if I can give someone advice, I would say don't go there. Like I could give you like a handful of other schools. That would be great. That's not one of them for for the program, at least. Um, But anyways, um, so the other reason why I decided to go there was because the program was impacted and they required um, some extra things to get in and then you'd be either accepted or denied. Mm -hmm. And so I got accepted. And so that was kind of like my deciding factor I was like oh well it must be a really good program because this that and the other and no it was just a really small program and they mm. really just didn't have enough room for everybody it wasn't that it was oh. so yeah but you know it's okay you live and you learn yeah and you know that's what it is like I absolutely love San Francisco and so like my experience throughout those five years was not cut short right um you know I just learned things yeah.
0: <laughs> So, so your desire to go into like fashion was kind of birthed from this desire to be unique, have mm-hmm. things different. Definitely. You mentioned dancing, so I guess you you made your own dance costumes. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned your grandmother. Was she also? Uh, did she also sew? Or- she sews.
1: She's a yeah. She's a quilter, and so um, that was kind of. What I was like, can you just teach me how to make things? And so that was in terms of like the creation of it, she like, but like fashion wise, not super into it. Right. But in terms of like the creation, yeah, we, you know, we were a little bond with that. And she, um she, she, they live in North Carolina now, but um, when they did live here, she had her own sewing room and I would just go over there and sew with uh, her.
0: It was okay. so great. <laughs> so w- would there be, um, would you say there's any early memory you think that kind of influenced you in that direction? Maybe was it your is it that sewing room that you would see as a kid or you think there was just something inside of you that wanted, you know, to be creative in sewing and fashion just happened to be a way to express
1: you know, it? I think it was really just nothing else really ever stuck. Right. Like, um, you know, I couldn't really think of anything else that I was either necessarily good at or really interested in and um and yeah I think it like I absolutely love making one-of-a-kind things and so like the fact that I was able to do that for myself and then you know have other people enjoy that as well I was like yeah maybe maybe this is a thing (laughs)
0: okay okay so it's good so um let's pick up so when, when people ask you, what do you do? What would you, what would you tell them? How would you encapsulate, you know, maybe your profession or your, mm-hmm. your skill sets?
1: Yeah. What
0: do, you, what do you tell them?
1: You know, that's definitely something that I've struggled with yeah. for a while. <laughs> and I think now, because I'm not 100% confident in everything that All I right. do. And, um, in that that pertains to Aha, which is the clothing line that I don't really work on. And, <laughs> and so, like when I try, when I introduce myself to people, like as of like very recently, I finally just decided I'm going to focus on the things that are relevant, like right. very relevant, you know? and and if they ask about the other things, then then I'll explain that. But like it just feels better to say, the things that I'm actually confident in right now. So as of right now, I do. I just, I say, you know, I, I have the studio, which is sewing classes for all ages. And, um, you know, we teach um, private lessons and group lessons. So that's like the one thing. And then Kern Creatives, which is a creative organization that we, um, that we are trying to bring together the creative community in Kern County and also inspire others to bring out their creativity, whether they think they have it or not
0: that's good I think it's a it's a good mission um you know there are lots of you know artists and creative people in Kern County and so I I I honestly believe that what you're doing to bring all those different people together is something that's much much needed in Kern County and um so as you shared your story you mentioned several times how you didn't know you didn't know so how do you how do you deal with um, kind of not really knowing for sure what you want what are you are wanting to do and being uncertain, but at the same time still wanting to to do something mm-hmm. that makes sense. No
1: yeah yeah. I kind of now that you've just said that, it's I've like my whole life I've always been busy. Right. No matter like I've there's never been a time in my life where I've just been kind of really lazy and like not, been trying to work towards something and i think that goes along with like once i say i'm gonna do something like i'm gonna do it right you know and whether i you know succeed at that or fail at that like i still at least try it Mm -hmm. and so um i think it comes along with me always wanting to be busy like extremely busy and um and i have a million ideas in my head so um yeah i think it's it's just it really just comes from me always wanting to be busy. Right.
0: <laughs> so so even though, you know, you may not feel 100% certain about something, mm-hmm. you know that even if you're not certain about it, you're going to give your, put yeah. your heart into yeah, it. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because so many things in my life, like, especially with the more recent things with Current Creatives, with the studio, with Aisha, like, all of those things were not planned. Right. And not saying that it's a negative thing, but, you know, I'm sure that if, I started those things and like actually thought about funding and, you know, like a business plan and all of this, like it would probably go smoother, but I also probably wouldn't have done it because of the long process. And it's like, even though the way that we've done things has been, I don't know what the word is for it. I guess a little different, but or more organic. I guess it's yeah. I would say more organic. Um, Just kind of doing it because we want to and we need to. And um, I think that's that's kind of where it comes from. Is just I'm I'm gonna do it. Yeah,
0: because you know sometimes people get stuck. Right, Mm -hmm. they'll spend months, years thinking about something, planning about planning things to get things done perfectly. And then at the end of the day they do nothing. And so it sounds like what I'm hearing from you, you, you know, learned enough to get the next step done. And then when the next challenge came, you learn whatever you need to learn yep, yep. to get it done. And I think I think working like that that maybe helps definitely. even though you may not oh
1: i know. love trying yeah <laughs> no definitely well and it i mean in you know i don't know if i could i don't know actually what i'm trying to say is um with today and the way that social media and the internet works like you have any knowledge that you need at your fingertips that like, is true you know true. and so it i think I don't necessarily want to say that if I didn't have all of these, you know, opportunities or, you know, these tools, you know, readily available to me that I wouldn't still be doing what I'm doing, but it's just kind of that much easier, you know, and um, I mean, but I also do love going to the library and I do love looking at books and, you know, like learning about other people's stories and how they got to where they get, so I feel like even if I didn't have these things I'd probably still be the same way.
0: Were you were you in the library as a kid? Did you? You know, I actually wasn't. I
1: didn't like going to the library. Probably, like I was not a reader at all um, until mm, probably until until college, yeah. Um, And I think that it just wasn't something that was pushed on me. Which not, I don't necessarily think it was like a good or bad thing. I think it just wasn't. And I, I definitely. I love the ambiance of a library. <laughs> yeah. I love I love beautiful libraries. Yeah, I, you know I. Um, it's just they're just good places to be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, when you know when I was younger, we wanted to find something out. You couldn't just pull out your phone and Google it. You'd have to go to an encyclopedia, or you'd have to trust that mm-hmm. what a person is saying is true. And so now, um, with with YouTube, um, with with Google, you can pretty much learn anything if you have the patience and you have the persistence and you have the drive. And so, so what I wanna what I wanna speak to is that um, you know even though information is readily accessible, sometimes you could uh, do things uh, quicker without less mistakes if you had someone to kind of guide you along the way. And so let me ask you this question. Um, if you could speak to your maybe high school self mm-hmm. <laughs> who who um, you know was interested in getting into uh, apparel design or fashion, you mentioned earlier how you didn't have uh, someone to guide you, you didn't know the different schools what would you what would you tell them? Um,
1: I would say, Especially if they're in California, realize that there's a whole other world out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because for the longest, I was like, I don't. Why would I ever leave California? <laughs> yeah. Like, and that was that was I think a big reason why I didn't look outside of California was because I was like, why? Why would I ever leave? And um, I. Then it wasn't until I, so I, when I moved to San Francisco, I actually did not go to school right away. I was supposed to, and then I did some mistakes and wasn't able to go to school for a year. And so, um, during that time I was researching other schools and then I wanted to go to a school in Ohio. I went and visited. I had a friend that was attending at the time and I went and visited it and I loved it. Um, and I was like, what in the world? This is like a hundred times better than what I'm, you know, gonna go to, or you know, if I Ohio here, yeah, uh, Kent State. It's uh, like the third, the the fashion program there is really, really nice. Yeah, um, and I know really random, right? Um, but yes, <laughs> and right, you're not even cold. in Cleveland, like it's in the Kent, like so strange, but. Yeah, so that was, I think, a big eye-opener. And I'm perfectly fine with it not happening. And the reason why, it was going to take me another four years to graduate because of the way that the program was set up. I would have never been a full-time student, and then I would have been paying out-of-state tuition. It was just like this whole thing. So but so one, if you're in California, look up... Even, you know, no matter where you are, just look outside of your state. You know, even though, like, out-of-state tuition can be a factor and it definitely is like there's always a way to figure it out you know if you're going to be in school debt then you're going to be in school debt and you just kind of got to accept that and move forward yeah with it, you know and especially if because you're never going to get those years back like if if, mm-hmm. if you love a school then go to that school don't let the you know the cost of it like hinder you um so I think that I think, um, also realizing that you don't have to go to school. Like think about Mm -hmm. what, you know, what you're majoring in. If it is, I mean, including apparel, like including design, you know, there's always someone to shadow. Like Mm -hmm. if it may take you longer, um, because there's, I know, like I was interning at a shop and, if they weren't in school they would make them go and take at least these two classes Mm -hmm. for them to come and learn from them which that's not you don't have to go get your degree like you can just go take these two classes and then come and learn from them so there's there's a lot of wiggle room around it you know so if like school isn't your forte like don't let that you know yeah don't let that stop you there's always a way to make it happen so i think that you know like don't ever let you know, school bring you down because there's always a way unless if you're, you want to become a doctor, then I'm sorry. To go to school. <laughs> no YouTube surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Um,
0: well, like, so you, you mentioned um, people want to go to college. So are there mm-hmm. any resources out there for maybe people who are maybe going from elementary to high school or any?
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of apparel i would so, i so know yes <laughs> yes so studio come take our sewing classes yes take a sewing class and you know like be as creative as you as you possibly can be like if you want to make that pillowcase make the pillowcase but also like do some really funky designs with it you know like yeah. i don't know it's so funny like some of the kids that we get in there because we'll get like these like, very by-the-book ones, right, which is right. perfectly fine, but then we'll get these very outlandish, like, I don't even want to use a pattern. I want to make this. Like, they come in and they're like, I want to make this. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's make it happen. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I, I think don't ever hinder your creativity either, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, take a class. These classes are great. And I love, I love classes. I love learning. I love workshops. I... I think I'll continue to take them until the day that I die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. So let's narrow in on like your, your journey a little bit. Mm-hmm. So so you went away for, for college and uh, you came back to Bakersfield. Um, you mentioned to be closer to family. And so let's talk a little bit like, cause I remember at one point you were thinking about leaving Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of staying here for a short bit. Yeah. But what what change that made you want to, you know, stay and yeah. do the work that you're doing now?
1: So it was probably a little more than a year ago. So it would have been January of mm-hmm. 2007, seven eight eighteen. 18. There we go. Um was when Current Creatives became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because originally, um, Jocelyn Demaya, so my business partner and I, she, um, she was going to move to the Philippines for like I nine remember. months. I and I was originally going to move. I was going to go to um, South America for three months and then move back to the Bay that was my plan. And that these were both going to happen in the summertime. Like we both were like, we're done. (laughs) And, um, and then current creatives became a thing. And that was definitely not a planned thing. It was a meeting that turned into an organization and turned into like a big passion project. Mm -hmm. And there was one meeting that we left. Um, it was, yeah, we left the meeting and, I turned to Jocelyn and I said Jocelyn I don't think we're going anywhere she was like, Amanda, I don't think we are either wow <laughs> and so that's why her Philippines trip got shut or or um cut short um to like three weeks instead of nine months <laughs> and then I didn't end up going to, to South America I still want to it'll still happen but I'm just my my goal is to to work Nine months out of the year and travel three.
0: I like that. I like yeah. that goal. <laughs> so it sounds like, if I could use the words that this this uh, uh, current creatives organization has become like a you said a passion project, maybe like a a calling.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's it's the combination of like Jocelyn and I had left. We had experienced things that weren't in Bakersfield. We um, love those things. Um, we came back unexpectedly, and we met each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then we realized that there is a change happening, mm-hmm. and we want to be a part of that change. Mm-hmm. And what we are now doing was not being done, at least not in the the way that we're doing it. Right. And um and Bakersfield is so segregated, and we wanted to bring together that. Segregation, you know, like, right. and so in in a creative way,
0: so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so this, um and I imagine that since the day you started, current creatives, things have been, you know, very easy. Things have been smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. What, what would be? What are some of the challenges you've experienced uh, during this project? And uh, maybe criticism or haters, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. how do you how do you move past all that?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, it, I mean, it helps that Jocelyn and I are such good communicators right. and we're extremely understanding. There's there's been a few things that have happened, and we've honestly just handled it professionally, right. or just. Let it go. Like right. what you know, like if it's something that we've had to deal with head on, you know, it we dealt with it professionally and there there wasn't hasn't been any backlash from that so far. Um and, you know, with other things that we've experienced, like whether it be things that we've seen on social media, um, really just social media. There hasn't been anything that's been in person kind of anything right, really, right. really negative. Um, but though yeah, we just kind of let it go. Like we're not we're not there to Entertain the negativity, right? And um, we're we're gonna continue doing what we're doing, and we're gonna continue learning from our mistakes. And you know, we just we hope that people will support us through that. So
0: right, so well, let me clarify. So so there's the the challenge the challenges you may experience like directly from people, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason not liking what you're doing or complaining. Mm-hmm. But but how do you handle like just the challenge of you know, things are up sometimes. Things are down. What yeah. keeps you going past <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that?
1: Um, I I think just the just realizing that when we need help, we need to ask. Like when when we need help, we need to ask for help. Yeah. Um, I think that if I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, because there's you know, I think Jocelyn and I get the most stressed and the most like out of control when we don't ask for help and we're learning from that and um there's been so many times where like we've been in a real pickle and we've gotten help like last minute mm-hmm. and we just like praise these people because right. you know because um without and so yeah so like now we've like definitely taking the steps to make sure that that doesn't happen, you know. And so it is. It's just, I think, really, is just learning from our mistakes and and definitely thanking all of the people that help us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword because, you know, oftentimes people who are driven, they do things themselves, so it does make it difficult to ask for help.
1: Yeah, you, like, look at it and you're like, oh, I got that. I can do it. And, yeah, maybe you can, but it's going to take you – a hundred times longer to get there yeah you're right like literally like physically or mentally like whatever that might be like yes (laughs) and that's that's a big lesson that we've learned with this so we've asked for the help
0: (laughs) okay excellent excellent so so current creatives what is uh tell me about current creatives and then what's your vision for what current creatives will do for you know, Bakersfield or California, the world. Definitely, yeah.
1: Um, so for me personally, like I know Jocelyn and I kind of have not necessarily slightly different. We just have different um, dreams for current right. creatives, and um, like I, locally, I I want it. I want us to bring together everyone and that sounds so widespread but i do i want everyone to enjoy the things that we do um i want everyone to appreciate i want everyone to you know i want people to come to the to our artist showcase and say oh i want to buy that piece of art or oh i want to hire this filmmaker or oh i want to have this performer you know perform i don't know at the next club event that I'm putting on like whatever it might be Um, we're not necessarily talent scouters but we do know that there's talent here in in Kern County you know and so that's that's what I want for for our events specifically like that's what I would love for to happen at the events or like I you know for people to reach out to us and say hey I saw this how do I get in contact with this artist Um, to make those connections and to make our community stronger through that Um, with that and yeah, like locally, that's what I want to see. Um, I would love to take current creatives and create something similar in like pretty much scale it to other, to other bigger, you know, yeah, to other cities or maybe even to smaller cities, just, you know, like ours that don't have things like this to where it would really benefit their community. I don't, haven't really thought about it too much, but I've definitely thought about you know, making it a bigger thing and just kind of encouraging the community aspect of it. Um, because supporting local is yeah. <laughs> what I love. Yeah. And I learned a lot about that in San Francisco because there's so much of it everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, man, it's this is cool. in the culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't know anybody that does anything like this in Bakersfield, but there, there, there were, there were people here. We just didn't know who they yeah. were, you know, and so, um, so I hope that that comes out a little more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about that a little bit and then go back to Kern Creative. So what is it, what is it like to, to be in, you know, Bakersfield or Kern County and, and sometimes feel like you're the only one? but then when you hold an event like current creatives or you have the artist showcase and then all these people just start of come out of nowhere seemingly what's what's that like been like for you
1: um i've i've just kind of just wondered what these people do normally or, or I, like yeah like on a normal basis like is this something that they do full time is it something that they, that is just their side thing is it Um, something that they're really passionate about? Is it something that they just threw together right away, you know? And um, more because it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, I personally, I, as I said before, like, I love hearing people's stories. I love being able to, connect people like oh you know like i was having a fr- i was having a meeting with um so there's gonna be my friend miguel i went to high school with him he works at blackboard barbershop right here oh yeah yeah and so he asked he was like hey can i do like a haircut like an artistic haircutting at current creatives and i was like uh yeah you can I was that's like, Let's- dope i like that yes <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> so he's gonna like so but the The other thing that came from that, he was, like, saying that he wants to get into short films. And I was, like, have you, like, reached out to the people at Beacon? I was, like, you've been to Beacon because he's been to some of our Mm -hmm. events before. And he's, like, yeah. He's, like, no, I haven't. And I was, like, honestly, they are the chillest guys. Yeah. They are so supportive. Like, whatever you need, like, they're going to help you out, you know. And I was, like, even if you just want to have a conversation with them, like, they're just good to talk to. And so, like, I I love that I – knew where to look you right know? and right. i knew and it wasn't it was just a natural thing it wasn't like oh, i really gotta think about this like maybe i should google something like <laughs> it wasn't it was just really natural and i knew and that that happens often and um i can't remember what the question was now that i was gonna relay back to no 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 because <laughs> so, like, i and, was gonna be like and yeah that's why that is like no we
0: were <laughs> we were talking about uh what is it like um when you find out these people you find
1: these right so, so yeah, so that's you know I I do I wonder those questions because I want to make the community stronger and I want everyone to just know about each other yeah. in a in a in a positive way not if yeah I'm trying to be better than you way
0: <laughs> yeah because I think I think in one way or another everyone's looking for community and mm-hmm. you know you get that community in different ways mm-hmm. and so um, it feels like you're trying to bring together that creative community. And one way you guys do it is through your events, your classes, so on and so forth. So anything um, else you want to tell us about Current Creatives, the showcase, which you're currently working on? March 29th. March 29th.
1: The Beacon Studios, it's from 4 to 6. There will be more family activities going on. Or not 4 to 6, oh my goodness. 4 to 10. (laughs) From 4 to 6, it is family activities. And then afterwards, it'll be... Um, more like uncensored type of things going on so (laughs) in that the you know like the performers won't be um, censored the um we're gonna have beer and wine okay so it's just a little bit more yeah so yeah super excited about it and hope people can get out
0: (laughs) excellent so what's the cost on it
1: oh yes um on November, right now they're ten dollars, okay. um, and then at the door they're fifteen. Okay. Uh, kids are five dollars. You can—they will be five dollars the whole time. Not that won't change. Um, you can send us money through Venmo as well, because okay. um, you know. Eventbrite's annoying with that fee, but but I get it, I get it. Like it's an amazing platform. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I I understand the annoyance. Kinda, you know
0: <laughs> so if people wanted to reach out to you, where would you mm-hmm. where do you want to send them? So
1: current creatives is on Facebook and on Instagram, both. Just current creatives, um, the studio. So the sewing lessons um, on Instagram. It's so dot. Wait, what is it? So dot at dot the dot studio okay (laughs) but i'm sure if you just looked up so the studio would probably come up we'll put it in the the, (laughs) in the link somewhere not on facebook it's just uh the studio bakersfield um yeah we'll just do that okay excellent
0: (laughs) well anything else you want to share with our our guests
1: you know keep listening because there's going to be some amazing people And if you haven't listened to all of these, then go listen right now. (laughs) Okay, excellent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Amanda, thank you for your time and uh, keep on conquering.
1: Thank you, Tabari.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our episode. If you would like more information about each entrepreneur, go to www.meshcowork.com. Until the next
1: episode, make sure you keep on conquering.